0: considering the readings given to us just now uh, from Matthew's Gospel and from Isaiah, on loosing the chains of injustice and untying the cords of the yoke, I want to tell you about my friend and colleague that you can see in this picture, hui kākahu kawe, here with uh, Archbishop Emeritus Sir David Moxon, whom you will know. And I want to tell you about hui kākahu and what he taught me about those things. Now home with the Lord, about a year ago he went home, huikākahu kāwe was the komātua or the elder for Bethlehem Tertiary Institute where I worked. I remember one of the first times huikākahu and I met in my office at BTI. There were matters I wanted to discuss and so I, with unseemly haste, launched straight into them. He was polite, but I realised soon enough, but not so late that I couldn't change course, that I had totally played this wrong. It was not for me in that conversation, nor in the many ones that we had subsequently to set the agenda and the tone. I needed to listen. And so ever since our conversations, if an hour long, would be 55 minutes sharing about our whanau, about Toronga Moana, about Ngati Kahu, about recent tangi, about his mokapuna, about those he was working with in Oranga Tamariki at the City Council or with the Anglican Church and the reconciliation work that he and Sir David did so much for in that part of our country. And it was only in the last five minutes of that hour that we would talk about whatever was on our agenda. And so that set the pattern that we followed ever since. Too much salt ruins the food, and too much light blinds us. Too much attention seeking, through pretending to do all the religious things well, does nothing for those who face injustice, are oppressed, or go hungry. It's all show and no substance, all ego and no empathy. (coughs) And so what I learn from Huikākahu, what I take from these readings, what I see in this photo is that really being salt and light, really loosing the chains of injustice, comes from being face to face with our neighbour, sharing breath with our neighbour, greeting, listening, respecting, honouring, and showing that while we might come from different sides, one as manuhiri, one as tangata whenua, perhaps even as different sides on one issue, we still can come together and we must do all we can to try, and especially when that takes us out of our comfort zones. I would often sit beside Huikāgahu at Pauwhiri and Mihi Fukuto, where we welcome visitors on to BTI, and several times at Tangihanga. He would often speak for me, my te reo is rudimentary at best, and while my attempts would have been graciously received, I always felt it better to let others more fluent, more aware of their surroundings, more sensitive to that which is spoken and unspoken, to speak on my behalf. And it's not that Hui Kaka, who would take what I would say in English and just translate it across. He would use his words and his phrasing. His understanding of the people and of me and of scripture and using his walking stick and his oratory would tell the story. There is something remarkable about sitting on a marae, listening to the orators speak. Salt and light are never the main ingredients, but they amplify what is already there. And so what I learned from huikakuhu, what I see in this photo, is that really being salt and light Really untying the cords of the yoke sometimes means keeping silent, letting others speak, and in so speaking, amplifying the message of reconciliation, of restoration, and of much more work yet to be done. In 2021, BTI had an external review from the New Zealand Qualifications Authority. And those of you that know the school system It's very similar to an Aero visit, the Education Review Office. It was an intense and fairly gruelling experience, as you might well imagine. It was full of paperwork and interviews and preparation spread over several days in quite a small and increasingly constrained kind of room. (laughs) NZQA were quite reasonably interested in our bicultural journey. And my colleagues on the leadership team and I felt that we'd made some really significant progress in recent years. And so when we were asked by the evaluators what we thought of ourselves, we were ready to pat ourselves on the back, pronounce fine commendation on our sterling efforts and give ourselves an A+. But we were also smart enough to let Kākahu answer for us. <laughs> And so, when he was asked, he leaned forward in his way and quietly but firmly said, about 50% there. (laughs) We felt chastened, as of course we needed to, both for our presumption that we had done better than we had, and that we thought we could answer for ourselves when it was in fact for others to tell us we can always tell when food needs more salt or a dark alley needs more light. And sometimes that under-seasoned food is what we ourselves have prepared. And that dark alley is our own. So we need to pay attention, especially when those around us say, pass the salt or turn the light on. So, in the light of these readings, with the seasoning of Waitangi Day and our nation's story, let's each of us face to, be face to face with our neighbours. Have the wisdom to know when to keep silent, to listen, and to let others speak. And pay attention when we are told that we are under or over seasoned, and that our light is too bright or our alley too dark. And then, and then look and see the chains of injustice loosed and the cords of the yoke untied. And then, and then God's light break forth like the dawn and his healing spring up quickly. Amen. Amen.